welcome to the Optimistic Dream Crusher podcast. I'm Angie Friend, your Optimistic Dream Crusher. I want you to stay tuned for today's episode. We're going to find out what is our hard thing for this week, because guess what? You are made to do hard things, so stay tuned. It's Angie Friend, and welcome to another episode of the Optimistic Dream Crusher. I'm so glad you joined me today. We have had a bit of a snafu. I previously recorded this episode, and it was a good one, a little heartfelt, a little out of my normal, and it totally got zapped in a storm today, and it's no longer where I was. So we are going to do this hard thing in a different way. So here we go. Our hard thing for this week is recognizing your past failures and moving forward without being in the danger zone of what if land. This has been something that I've been through and processing. Now, I will preface it all by telling you that Chunky is in full snore mode. So if you hear that, that is totally Chunky under my feet. But this is something that I have been wrestling with. And I know part of it is because I am looking back at some of my past mistakes and viewing them as failures and this little report card in my head. And I read the reason why I'm doing this through analysis and through retrospection and just trying to figure out why I'm in this headspace. It's because my two oldest are obviously adults and they are in that approach of life where they will be making their own choices and they will more than likely make some mistakes. And I'm trying to prevent them from doing that, or I'm trying to help them with some guardrails like I have their whole life. And I'm realizing that I'm not to do that. I can be here for wisdom. I can be here as a someone that can speak life into them, encourage them, but I can and give them advice obviously if they ask, but I'm really not supposed to be that guardrail, that guiding force to make them realize, hey, you're heading for a mistake or you're that's not a good idea. And this has made me realize that when I look back in, on my life, I really am not kind to myself internally. I'm not a very forgiving person to myself. I'm pretty good re, um, being forgiven, forgiving other people around me. Even complete strangers, I forgive easily, but for some reason, I'm not as forgiving of myself as I should be, and I didn't realize that until just a couple of months ago when I am obvious, I'm really keeping score of 
all of my mistakes because I'm afraid my kids are going to make those same mistakes and I don't want them to. And then I look back and then I have some unforgiveness of those things. I keep this little report card in my head of mm, fail, 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 fail. And, and I'm afraid and I'm fearful that they will go down those roads. And I don't want them to hurt. I don't want them to make mistakes that cause pain or anguish because I'm their mom. And I don't want my children going through things that are rough or that like I said, could cause some pain or discomfort or some real issues long-term. I mean, who, what parent doesn't think of those things? But when I'm doing that, I'm also not, when I look back on my mistakes, I'm not kind to myself and I'm not forgiving and I that leads to some regrets. And then I travel into the what if playground in my head. And that's not a good place to be. If you have ever been there, it is lots full of lots of scenarios, but lots of pitfalls, lots of holes, lots of things that are not good inside of you. So we're going to try to get rid of this report card. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to who I am because really those failures and those things that I have made mistakes for in the past have actually shaped me into the person I am today. And I am happy with who I am today with even with all the scars and all the issues and yes, all the mistakes I made, I think those things work together to make me who I am. But it's okay to have failures, but we don't have to have a report card. And that's what I'm doing. And I know there's some of you that are also keeping a report card, which I just got Harper's report card yesterday. And so this really hits home that I am definitely keeping a report card. And I'm only just keeping the report cards for those times that I feel I failed. And those things that I feel that I failed at, replay in my head and I look at them with disdain and I'm angry with myself some for choosing the wrong route. And that is why I am struggling with my adult children. I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to make those choices. So there is this element in this whole process that always comes in for me. And that is this element of control. I am losing control of some beings that I love so much that I'm having to give them to the world. 
that's not what I want. And I don't want to give them up. I don't want to give them away. I've poured a lot into them. I've loved them. I've taken care of them. I nurtured them. I motivated them. I made mistakes with them. But I, all in all, loved these kids to adulthood. And it's a momentous time when I can launch them into adulthood as good kids. I have to keep that in mind. These two adult kids are just amazing individuals. I adore them. I love who they are, and I can't wait to see where they go. But as a mom that chose to stay home with her kids and to really know that that's what I've really always felt like this is why I was created to be their mom. And I took that job and I did believe in it as a job. Um, I, I took that very serious and I still take it very serious. I'm just not sure where my role is anymore. I, I think I know where it is, but I don't like that. <laughs> that, that role, that, that side role that these kids are adults and you are here to motivate them if they ask or to encourage them if they reach out. But all in all, you're just there when they need you, when they decide they need you for advice. Yes, of course, to bail them out of issues if they ask. That's not even a question, but I'm not in their day-to-day choices, not in control. And that is the problem. That is where the problem is with me. I can't get my head around not being in control of things and then not be fearful. So this is all working out in my head. So the fear and the lack of control has made me be retrospective. And I'm looking back at some of the things that I did in my early 20s. And I don't, I'm desperate to not let them fail. And it's robbing my children of successes. Because I am who I am, like I said, because of the choices that I made, the mistakes I made, and how I overcame things that a lot of the times were my own doing. But I learned from each thing. So now, but I, but, but now the stakes are higher because these two beings that I love more than anything, they, are, I just love them. Let's just put it that way. And they are going down this road that I've already gone down. And of course, I want to make sure that they don't step in those 
holes that I stepped in or take a detour off the main path that could be dangerous. I I want to make sure they don't do those things, but it's not my job. It's my job to be here if they ask for advice and I'll surely give it. But my job isn't to be fearful and keep them from doing what they are meant to do, which is make mistakes, learn from them, rely on God, because that's my goal. If they're, I am not God to them. How prideful is that, that I want to play the role of God in my adult children's lives, and that's not right. So I am just feeling all this fear and all of this stuff is going on inside of me. And so that is what's coming out in this episode of The Optimistic Dream Crusher. All of the stuff that is happening inside of me because I am being required to do something very hard. And that is to, to not fear the uncontrol and to trust my children that I have raised to do good things in this life. And I have to trust that they have a purpose and a role in this world. But my thoughts are, I don't feel like the world deserves them. I think this world is dark and scary and not good. And I want to keep them with me and shelter them and keep them from hurt. But like I said, if I do that, I'm going to alienate them. I'm going to keep them from doing what they're meant to do. They'll end up hating me. And I will have robbed them of a life. So I have been resolved to look back at my own life because I don't have control over these two beautiful children I've raised. And when I look back at my own life, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm not angry about my failures. I just keep track of them, which is crazy. And I don't forgive myself for making mistakes. And like I said, then I have this regret. And then what happens next after regret? Then the what ifs. And then those what ifs for me blossoms into what if they. And that is a dangerous place. So... I am really working hard to be less fearful when I'm not in control. And this is expanding my faith because that's the point of my faith. It's like a muscle. God has given me these little seeds. I plant them. They can either grow because God's allowing me to go into new areas to cultivate things, or I squash them down and or dig them back up and put them back in my pocket. And I think that Jake and Reagan 
I have cultivated and loved these kids to adulthood, and I feel like I could still do more. These things that I'm feeling, is, it's all from a place of love. But when you love something, you you have to let it go to see its full potential. And I, you know, I still have Harper and we adore her. And, um, but it, when you have two back to back that leave the nest within two months together, this mom heart is just aching and they don't understand because they aren't moms or dads yet. They will understand. And this is the plight. And now I'm having more understanding of my mom and dad and thinking of what I put them through. And this is part of the passing of the torch or the baton or whatever you want to call it. But this is the, the, this is what we do. This is what we sign up for. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you that it has been a doozy inside of me. And it's coming out in all kinds of ways. I want to rebel. I want to, I want to be angry. I want to stomp my feet. I just want to do all kinds of things that aren't becoming of a grown woman. (laughs) Um, so, but this, this one thing, Jesse brought it to my attention when I kind of told them a little insight, like, Hey, you know, I look back and I'm thinking well, that's a big fail. And I, I mean, that, that's a huge failure. And I always think of it as a big fail. And he looked at me and said, you can't do that. And to me, it was so natural to do it. And that kind of got the ball rolling of, why do I do this internally? Why do I keep track of my failures and my mistakes and keep them on this report card? And there's no room for improvement there. They don't ever change. They don't reflect the changes that I made when I regrouped and I picked myself up from those failures and I made something out of them. Or I learned not to do those things again, even though I did them the first time. I didn't do them again. I am a good learner when it comes to that. I tend to not make the same mistake twice. I'm steady trying to improve myself, my health, my my faith, my relationships, my home, my talents, but I need to improve my retrospect and my perspective looking back. And I think that if you look at how you talk about your past, I'm wondering if you also have a report card going and there's no room for improvement on your report card. And then when you talk, think about it in your head, you're thinking, oh, that's a big fat F. That's a fail. And then you stick around and feel those regrets come in and the unforgiveness for yourself for failing at those things. And like I said, you, you just, you can stay in those places and you can change those F's 
to be improving if you really look at yourself and give yourself some looking at you from a different point. You in your 20s wasn't as smart as you in your 40s or you in your 50s. And so you have improved. That F shouldn't still be an F. It should be an I, right? An incomplete. That was just the beginning. That wasn't a failure. That was an incomplete. Because you're going to take that and you're going to make it into something better later. So we can change our report cards. Those F's need to be an incomplete or work in progress, whatever you want to change them to. And then you need to forgive yourself from your you, wise one now. You need to forgive yourself from the mistakes you made. You you forgive your, your 20s, Angie, your 30s, Angie, your 40s, Angie. Just like when you get to 70, you should be forgiving who you are today and the mistakes you made. You should be giving yourself some grace and some mercy because you have learned to give those to others. And if you have really truly addressed those things and aren't that person anymore and have asked forgiveness for those things, what? why are you unforgiving of yourself? That's making yourself a prison within your own brain. So forgive yourself, forgive your past self. And then after you've forgiven yourself, you can have a little little regret. You can walk down that regret road, but you can't go in that danger zone. You cannot sit in the what if area. That playground is dangerous and you cannot go in it. If you start going in there, it's going to lead to not good places. And you know it. I'm not telling you something you don't already know. We've all been in that what if area. It's one of those places that it's not reality. And you, your forgiveness of your old self, that's reality. Your having a few regrets, that's reality. You changing your grades because you have improved from that person, that's reality. But what if I could go back in time and do things different? That's not reality. That's a fantasy and it's just a waste of time and energy. And and it's not worth your time and energy. How about focus on the future, learning from that past, forgiving yourself, changing that report card, and moving forward? So that's what I'm going to do. That's my hard thing to address that report card. But I'm also going to give myself some grace for the future as well. Because I am afraid. I'm afraid my kids are going to make those mistakes. I'm afraid they are going to mess up. But I can't 
live in that fear either. I have to trust them. I have to trust God. And I have to know that they are going to do what they were made to do because I've equipped them. I'm still around to help them when they ask me. But I'm telling you, this by far is the hardest thing I'm I'm ever doing. I have ever done. I would break a leg. I would go through a surgery. I would get my teeth pulled that I can handle. But to take something that I adore so deeply, it's like part of me walking out the door into a not good world. And I know every generation says the world is way worse than it was when I was a kid, but I I don't know many people that would dispute that. When I look around, I feel like it's a dumpster fire world. This isn't even a chaotic kind of crazy world. 2024 has been a dumpster fire. Okay, I can't change that. I'm not in control of my children anymore. So I'm going to pray for them, be available to them, and have a good relationship with them. If anything I've learned is open communication in a non-judgmental, non-controlling way, this is the key for me, not to judge them and not to control them by my big mouth, I can have more trust in them. They can prove me wrong. They can do way better than me. I think my kids are smarter than I was. I think they will be better at life than I was in my 20s. They're already doing way better than I was when I was 20. Jake's doing amazing things, and I'm so proud of the young man he is. He's a spiritual guy. He's looking into his future, and he's going in a direction I had no idea he wanted to go in, but he's excited. It's ignited something in him, and I'm so excited to see where that takes him. But I'm scared. I don't want him to go. This is so hard. I just feel like yesterday he was just a little guy. And he was the the sweetest guy. And he still has that sweet, innocent heart that I don't want to get, doesn't, I don't want it to break. I don't want anyone to hurt him. But I have to trust him. I have to trust God to guide him. And then I have Reagan, who's my street smart. She's so goal oriented. He, she has just taken life and independent spirit. She's so determined and there's no doubt about it. She is going to succeed at whatever she wants to succeed at. I'm just sitting back and wonder of the woman that she is on the precipice of being. And I, it blows my mind, but I don't want her to get hurt. 
I don't want anything to derail her or to crush her dreams. Besides me, you know, I'm the dream crusher. I'm allowed to do that. But I don't want anyone to to break her spirit. And so I must pray that God will guide her to her purpose. So this is where I have been, ladies and gentlemen. This is where I have been. And I haven't all been the best. These things have just kind of avalanched inside of me. And I hope you can relate to some of these things. Um, but I hope you understand my heart. The storm wiped out my previous podcast, so I really didn't even have time to edit this one. So you're going to have to forgive some of the pauses, some of the ands and the buts and the so. Those are my transition words, and I hate them. But I feel like we're in a good place now that you can overlook my flaws and my failures, because that's our hard thing for this week. We are going to change those F's in our past to incompletes, and we're going to give forgiveness to ourselves from our past, and we are going to realize that we are not in control, and we don't have to fear that. We can grow our faith in that, and the danger zone is a no-go. We are not going into that what-if playground danger zone. So... That is your hard thing. And I'm hoping after this podcast, I am going to be better today than I was yesterday. And tomorrow I'm going to be even better because I feel like I'm getting through this and hopefully you can help me get through it together. So until next week, let's be better today than we were tomorrow. And let's do these hard things together. See you next week. Thanks for joining me today for the Optimistic Dream Crusher podcast. Don't forget, if you love this podcast, then please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if you want to connect further, let's meet up on my Facebook page, Optimistic Dream Crusher podcast. I'll see you there, but don't forget, you were made to do hard things. So let's get out there and do them together. I'll see you again next time, guys. Bye.